Me, Sadie, and the Mixed Up Time Machine, A Midsummer Night's Adventure, the second part, written by Maddie Schneider, produced by Carly Freeman. Hey y'all, and welcome back to me, Sadie, and the Mixed Up Time Machine. So, quick refresher. Last time, Sadie and I snuck off to the 1560s in the middle of the night to meet Shakespeare. And just as we were heading home, we found out that our time travel party had an uninvited guest, Sadie's cousin Caleb. It went something like this. It's not that big of a deal, Sadie. I'll just set the coordinates for back home. Afraid I can't let you do that. Have to save Camelot first. Save Camelot from who? From me, actually. Long story. Suddenly, Camelot wasn't just some 1960s Broadway musical without a plot. It was real life. Izzy, you set up your podcast studio in the bathtub. It has good acoustics. Seriously? Dad, it's not funny. I'm podcasting. This is serious work. So, where was I? Right. Sadie's cousin Caleb had just crashed our Elizabethan girls' night, and he had a lot of explaining to do. Wait, don't tell me. You're an evil time lord seeking to unravel world history. (laughs) I should have seen this coming all along. I wish. That might actually be less complicated than what really happened. Which is? I might be King Arthur? Maybe. Let me just show you. Hold on. Want to help me get this thing out of the back of the tractor? Is that... Excalibur? Listen, I'm basically a time-traveling pro by now, right? I like to think of myself as a person who doesn't get surprised easily, you know? Flying velociraptors, take them in stride. Helping build the Statue of Liberty, just a regular Wednesday night. But when Caleb pulled Excalibur from the back of the time tractor, I was awestruck. Wow. Technically, I didn't pull Excalibur from the stone. I traded Merlin for it, Eve Steven. A sword for a sword. Okay, a sword for a lightsaber. This was all a couple of months ago. Oh, I think I see where this is going. Time loop? Exactly. Wait, what? Why? Are you not paying any attention to Uncle Charles' lectures? Not really, no. Think it through. You change the past, create a big contradiction, what do you get? A parallel universe. Exactly. But create a small contradiction and you get? A black hole? Nope. Wormhole? Wow, no. We literally just gave you the answer. Don't get uppity with me. I've got a lot on my plate and I... Oh, I see it now. A time loop. Now you get it. Wait, Caleb, if you know so much about time travel, why would Uncle Charles ask us not to talk to you about it? Probably because I got grounded from time traveling. Permanently. For the time loop? Yeah, for the time loop. Just how bad of a loop is it? Pretty bad. Instead of Excalibur in the stone, it's a lightsaber I got from Disney World. (laughs) Merlin liked it because it lights up neon green. Ah, yeah, they don't have batteries yet. Which is why Merlin believed me when I said it was magic. But apparently spells for swords are different than spells for cheaply manufactured plastic items. Which means the lightsaber won't come out of the stone, which also means... There's no King Arthur! So I know y'all are probably pretty new to time travel, but it's quite simple, actually. Caleb only knew about Camelot because we all used to watch Sword in the Stone on Disney. Sword in the Stone, not Lightsaber in the Stone. But thanks to Caleb's trying to pull a fast one on the greatest wizard of all time, he created a world where there's no King Arthur. There's no legend. Therefore, there is no Disney movie. So technically, Caleb could never have known about King Arthur to travel back here in the first place. You see it? He made a contradiction, creating a time loop that sounded like this. Hey, Guinevere, think I can pull that sword out of that stone? Strength really isn't your strong suit, Arthur. Do you dare me? I dare you. Wait, almost there. 
little bit more. I, the great wizard Merlinus, Merlin, Ambrosius hereby present to you your new king. The sword's not moving. Yeah, this is kind of hard. I'm giving up. Where's the time loop? Wait for it. Hey, Guinevere. Strength really is a really strong suit, Arthur. Do you dare me? Do you dare me? Oh, yeah. That is bad. If we're gonna fix this, we're gonna need a plan. We're gonna need outfits. If there's one thing I've learned from time travel, it's that ancient rubbish is actually surprisingly useful. Think of it this way. Old-timey trash could pretty much be in the Met Museum today. It only took us a couple of 6th century trash cans to find some clothes that were almost as cool as my Princess Anna costume from Party City. We smelled terrible, but at least we looked the part. What now? Yeah, this is kind of about as far as I got with the planning stage. Izzy, any ideas? Paper mache. Hmm, elaborate. Right now, there's a fake sword in the real stone, right? What if we put the real sword in a fake rock and just kind of switched them? That's stupid. What, you have a better plan? I guess we're going to have to try it and hope for the best. So I didn't think about the fact that paper is actually really hard to come by in Camelot. So is glue. There's not really like an office depot in the 6th century. So instead of paper mache, we improvised with stuff from the trash. Clumpy porridge, spoiled potatoes, you name it. When we covered it all with dirt, it looked kind of like an ancient stone. If you squinted just right and took off your glasses. Then we carried our quote-unquote stone over to the town square, stuck the real Excalibur in it, and Caleb yelled, Hello? Excuse me, good Camelot folks? Mr. Merlin, sir? That's Mr. Merlin as to you. Of course. Uh, Mr. Sir, we just wanted to tell you, and everyone here in the town square, the sword's not coming out because you've got the wrong stone. It's this one. No offense, that kind of looks like a pile of trash. You know, Guinevere, you're right. It does look like trash, because it's magic. That's what magic looks like. Trash. What are you kids doing? You want Arthur crowned king, don't you? Just roll with it. Hey, Arthur, try this sword. The other one? Okay, but after this, seriously, no more swords. Huh, that was easy. Yes! Finally. I, the great wizard Merlinus Merlin Ambrosius, hereby present to your new boy king, Arthur Pendragon. Cool. Okay, I just gotta say, knowing that we helped King Arthur get out of a time loop makes me feel famous by association. It's actually one of the things I'm most proud of this summer, that and finally learning how to crochet a pencil case. If you think about it, we're kind of the unsung heroes of Camelot, but... Unlike the Knights of the Round Table, we didn't get a big parade or a banquet invite. We just left. Back to the time tractor. Set the coordinates for home, and before you could say Merlinus Ambrosius, we were back at the farm. Unfortunately, we weren't alone. How reckless of you. How careless. Taking the time tractor out in the middle of the night without telling anyone where or when you were going. It's 2 a.m., Maria, they're teenagers. That's no excuse for not using your brains. We're sorry, Aunt Maria. But we were on a mission! I fixed the Camelot time loop. By the way, does that mean I'm ungrounded now? You really think I can trust you now? After all this? 
Charles, it's finally time to put this barn under lock and key. We should have done that years ago. Completely agree. You do? The next morning, we watched his Uncle Charles put the biggest padlock you've ever seen on both doors to the barn. He locked the windows. He even put chicken wire over the chimney so we couldn't pull a Santa Claus. It kind of broke my heart. Satisfied, Maria? I suppose. Now, Caleb, Sadie, Izzy, I hope you're all learning your lessons. Actions have consequences. Aunt Maria made a dramatic exit and turned the corner towards the barn. But me, Sadie, and Caleb, we didn't want to leave. Even behind lock and key, knowing you're just 20 feet away from the greatest invention in human history isn't the kind of thing you just walk away from. But Uncle Charles wasn't leaving either. Instead, he reached into his pocket and pulled out a set of keys. Three keys. Now, don't tell Maria, but I have something for you. Really? Keys? To the barn? For real? For real. Although, do keep this rather quiet. If Maria found out, I'd never hear the end of it. Why are you doing this? Because when I built a time machine, I didn't build it to sit in a barn collecting dust. It's meant to be shared with people who can appreciate it. Like us? Like you. Yes. And one more thing, girls, promise, promise me you'll never, ever, ever let Caleb go off on his own again. Promise. That's right, I have the key. To the barn with the world's only time machine. I know, I can barely believe it either. Next time, I am going to tell you guys the story of how I became an Olympian. Almost. I, I promise it's amazing, but it's getting late. And my, my dad's actually texting me that he needs help with the dishes, so, like, I've got to run. But I'll tell you more soon. I promise. Signing off for now, Izzy. Huge shout-out to the amazing cast of me, Sadie, and the Mixed Up Time Machine. Kathleen Friedman. John Alexander Hatcher. Nicholas Masalia. Carly Freeman. Laura Babiak. Christian John Caro. Maddie Schneider. Blake Jennings. Head writer, Laura Babiak. Assistant director, Blake Jennings. Assistant producer, Casey Powers.